Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by the founder of the Loveland Foundation. Her latest book is about the painful but inspiring breaking points of her own life in a renaissance of my own. We welcome Rachel Cargill. Hello, thank you for having me. Rachel, let's go beyond the mic. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. The Loveland Foundation is offering free access to mental health care. Why is that important to you? Well, it came out of my own experience of going to therapy myself um, and getting the chance to be seen and heard and have some really big breakthroughs that changed my life. And after that experience, I really had a moment of saying, you know, as a black woman myself and seeing how many black women around me struggled that all black women deserved this chance to heal. And it's the type of healing not that just, you know, makes your day better, but can literally seep in to make some generational change. And so I figured that doing this work was a really simple, direct way to be in relationship with my community towards our healing. How many more people do you believe would take advantage of mental health care if they could? Yeah, absolutely. I think more people would. I think many more people with with many things in this country. How many people would eat better if we had more access to better food? How many people would move their bodies more if they weren't spending all their time trying to work to pay their rents? You know, there's all of these things that are barriers to our opportunity for growth and healing. But uh, I guess capitalism was designed that way. But I I hope that the foundation offers kind of a key to get to get more of that access. And um, yeah, I, I think many, many, many people would. Your foundation has offered more than 152,000 hours of free therapy support. How does it make you feel as a curious soul? It makes me feel inspired. I'm inspired by every single person who who saw the opportunity and said, I feel like my healing is worth it. And so I'm constantly being refilled in my own inspiration to one, see ways that I can continue to heal, but two, just be in community with these people who are saying, I'm ready to reimagine. I'm ready for something different. I'm ready to know who I can be uh, when I'm much more whole and much more healed. What's the one thing you want people to take away from a renaissance of my own? A renaissance of our own. It was supposed to be my own, but then I decided our own, which perhaps speaks to the question that I hope that uh, I hope that people just know that there are there's possibility. We can get stuck in the mundane. We can get on this uh, life escalator that's sometimes hard to get off going from one thing to the next of what we're, quote unquote, supposed to do. And so I hope that a renaissance of our own invites people to just have questions. I hope people come away with uh, more questions, more questions of asking What's possible? Who could I be? What could I do? How could we exist in this world together when our values and um, our well intentions are braided into how we show up? Rachel Cargill, her book, A Renaissance of Our Own, (laughs) joins us beyond the mic for The Rocking Eight. It's just eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no pressure. Rachel, what's the last book that you inspired you? Oh, I'm reading this book called The Wreck, and it's coming out the same day as my book, I think. But it's um, it is a memoir that has moved me. I have to check that out. What's the one thing your mother Gwendolyn did that you want to pass down to others? Um, my mom invited me to be curious she would do things like hand me a bucket and told me to go see how many worms i could find on a rainy day just the mundane curiosities that make us uh, feel wonder about the world very cool how long do you meditate on a daily basis Ooh, i don't know if i get too daily but when i do i try to get at least 10 minutes in that feels uh solid for me <laughs> if you could get rid of one social media account which social media account would you shut down Ooh. Probably my own. I want to go off the grid. Very cool. (laughs) I think we all want to get rid of all of them. 
I think social I think social media can be all consuming sometimes. And so I'm looking forward to uh, the day when I can be off the grid a little bit. Yeah, all of our own. I hope we can step off and enjoy the day to day. What's the favorite dish your mom made you growing up that you oh the best chili nothing beats an ohio fall coming home from school and walking in the house to your mom having made a pot of chili if you could have five minutes with one person dead or alive who would it be Ooh, um ooh, ooh, ooh. i mean i i have to be inclined to say my mother who passed away in november um i would love i would love another five minutes with her for sure what would you want to talk about I would want to talk about her. I don't feel like I did as much as I wanted to uh, while she was here. And so I'd love for her to just uh, share share with me some stories or some dreams that she had. So I might be able to catch them for her. Do you like sunrises or sunsets? Uh, sunrise. I'm a morning person. Rachel, what makes you nervous? People reading this book. <laughs> You know, we're all nervous to be seen and a memoir in particular invites people to see you. That's what it's doing, inviting people to see you. And so I also don't think nervous is a bad thing. And so my nerves are uh, partly excitement to connect with people on such a intimate in, in such an intimate way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. This is my first book. So I, I'm the good nervous, too. It's time for one big question with Rachel Cargill, author of a Renaissance of Our Own Beyond the Mic. Rachel your community of more than 1.9 million people are guided through critical thinking and conversations. What's the one message you want to give them about their own mental health? You have the option to grow, that you have the option to heal, that the tools you were handed to the tools that were handed to you by society, perhaps by your parent, perhaps by religious or social structures, do not have to be the tools you use through life. You can set down some of the anger, the anxiety, the self-consciousness, the shame and uh, pick up some wonder and some curiosity and uh, some healing that's waiting for you. So I hope people are looking forward to picking it up. How is mental health care? helped you? And what's the one thing you've gained from this experience? It has let me know that what has happened in my childhood shows up in how I am as an adult and that I have the chance now to be safe as an adult and make some different choices or some different approaches to life than uh, what childhood uh, gave me. And and that's a really life-changing thing to know that you can, uh, in many times, reparent yourself and offer yourself some new perspectives in the world. How can people find out about more free mental health care access? Uh, yes, there's many, many organizations. Mine, the Loveland Foundation, serves Black women and girls. Um, and there we have a lot of partners. So do do a Google search and see what you can find. There's local things. See what's local in your communities. Um, and uh, yeah, just get curious about what's, what's possible for how you can heal. What do you want people to get from Mental Health Awareness Month? Just some joy. Just some joy. Just take some joy. I, we don't always get it. And I don't care how you get it. Just go get some. <laughs> She loves sunrises, chili with beans, and wants you to read a renaissance of our own. Rachel Cargo, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic Shortcut. <laughs>